Welcome to the Radio Reading Room, Stories of Americana, and beyond, as today as we enter into the spring season, we're looking at stories that represent spring, and one story that's become synonymous with such is that of Peter the Rabbit. Much of this, I think, is because of the rabbit and its association with Easter, that it's become part of our spring celebration and history. It was written by Beatrix Potter in the early 1900s. The Tale of Peter Rabbit was her most famous work. She was born of privilege and lived from 1866 to 1943. She lived a life of luxury and had a private governess until the age of 18 and benefited from private art lessons as well as private tutelage. She combined her artistic ability, her imagination, and her natural curiosity to leave a legacy of wonderful children's tales. And we'll be sharing some of those as we move forward in the radio reading room, but beginning today with the story of Peter Rabbit. Many of you may remember this story from your childhood, so let's return once again. Imagine where you were when you first heard this story, the tale of Peter Rabbit. Once upon a time, there were four little rabbits, and their names were Flopsy, Mopsy, Cottontail, and Peter. They lived with their mother in a sandbank underneath the root of a very big fir tree. Now, my dears said old Mrs. Rabbit one morning. You may go into the fields or down the lane, but don't go into Mr. McGregor's garden. Your father had an accident there. He was put in a pie by Mrs. McGregor. Now, run along and don't get into mischief. I'm going out. Then old Mrs. Rabbit took a basket and her umbrella to the baker's. She bought a loaf of brown bread and five currant buns. Flopsy, Mopsy, and Cottontail, who were good little bunnies, went down the lane to gather blackberries. But Peter, who was very naughty, ran straight away to Mr. McGregor's garden and squeezed under the gate. First, he ate some lettuces and some French beans, and then he ate some radishes. And then, feeling rather sick, he went to look for some parsley. But round the end of a cucumber frame, whom should he meet but Mr. McGregor? Mr. McGregor was on his hands and knees planting out young cabbages, but he jumped up and ran after Peter, waving a rake and calling out, Stop! Thief! Peter was most dreadfully frightened. He rushed all over the garden, for he had forgotten the way back to the gate. He lost one of his shoes among the cabbages, and the other shoe amongst the potatoes. After losing them, he ran on four legs and went faster, so that I think he might have got away altogether if he had not unfortunately run into a gooseberry net and got caught by the large buttons on his jacket. It was a blue jacket with brass buttons quite new. Peter gave himself up for lost and shed big tears, but his sobs were overheard by some friendly sparrows, who flew to him in great excitement and implored him to exert himself. 
Mr. McGregor came up with a sieve, which he intended to pop upon the top of Peter, but Peter wiggled out just in time, leaving his jacket behind, and rushing into the tool shed and jumped into a can. It would have been a beautiful thing to hide in if it had not had so much water in it. Mr. McGregor was quite sure that Peter was somewhere in the tool shed, perhaps hidden underneath a flower pot. He began to turn them over carefully, looking under each. Presently, Peter sneezed. Mr. McGregor was after him in no time, and tried to put his foot upon Peter, who jumped out of a window, upsetting three plants. The window was too small for Mr. McGregor, and he was tired of running after Peter. He went back to his work. Peter sat down to rest. He was out of breath and trembling with fright, and he had not the least idea which way to go. Also, he was very damp with sitting in that can. After a time, he began to wander about, going lippity, lippity, not very fast, and looking all around. He found a door in a wall, but it was locked and there was no room for a fat little rabbit to squeeze underneath. An old mouse was running in and out over the stone doorstep, carrying peas and beans to her family in the wood. Peter asked her the way to the gate, but she had such a large pea in her mouth that she could not answer. She only shook her head at him. Peter began to cry. Then he tried to find his way straight across the garden, but he became more and more puzzled. Presently, he came to a pond where Mr. McGregor filled his water cans. A white cat was staring at some goldfish. She sat very, very still. But now and then the tip of her tail twitched as if it were alive. Peter thought it best to go away without speaking to her. He had heard about cats from his cousin, little Benjamin Bunny. He went back towards the tool shed, but suddenly, quite close to him, he heard the noise of a hoe. Scratch, 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 scratch. Peter scuttered underneath the bushes, but presently, as nothing happened, he came out and climbed upon a wheelbarrow and peeped over. The first thing he saw was Mr. McGregor hoeing onions. His back was turned towards Peter, and beyond him was the gate. Peter got down very quietly off the wheelbarrow and started running as fast as he could go along a straight walk behind some black currant bushes. Mr. McGregor caught sight of him at the corner, but Peter did not care. He slipped underneath the gate and was safe at last in the wood outside the garden. Mr. McGregor hung up the little jacket and the shoes for a scarecrow to frighten the blackbirds. Peter never stopped running or looked behind him till he got home to the big fir tree. He was so tired that he flopped down upon the nice, soft sand on the floor of the rabbit hole and shut his eyes. His mother was busy cooking. She wondered what he had done with his clothes. It was the second little jacket and pair of shoes that Peter had lost in a fortnight. I am sorry to say that Peter was not very well during the evening. His mother put him to bed and made some chamomile tea 
and she gave a dose of it to Peter. One tablespoonful to be taken at bedtime. But Flopsy, Mopsy, and Cottontail had bread and milk and blackberries for supper. The End The Tale of Peter Rabbit What is the lesson to be learned from that tale? Among other things, I think it might be if you are a young lad, listen to what your mother tells you. <laughs> when I was in fourth grade, I had a solo to sing at a school pageant, and it was about a rabbit. And I can still remember it to this day. It was called Old Tom the Rabbit. It was similar to Peter's story. Went something like this. Oh, Tom the Rabbit, oh yes, had a mighty bad habit. Oh yes, of going to my garden. Oh yes, he ate tomatoes. Oh yes, and sweet potatoes. Oh yes, and if I live, oh yes, to see next fall. Oh yes, I won't start. Oh yes, a garden at all. Oh, yes. Now, the old yeses were sung by the rest of the kids in the choir. <laughs> Funny, the things that we remember from our youth. Well, that's all the time we have today in the radio reading room. I want to thank you for joining us. Please make a point to mark us in your library so that you can get updates when we provide new stories in the radio reading room. Until the next time, I'm your host and reader, Myron Hieronymus Thomas, wishing you pleasant dreams. ¶¶